Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church located in Katy, Texas. If you're in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing that faith with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message. God bless your week. Do you ever find yourself asking the question, what is the truth? I'm assuming that you do, especially in our world today where there seems to be so much information, so much going on, it's almost impossible to know the truth. It could be argued that over the last three years, there has been more controversy, more uncertainty, more conflict over what the truth is, what the facts are, what the information actually is, than ever before in history. There are millions of podcasts, each claiming to have the answer. There are hundreds upon hundreds of tweets and posts desperately looking for clicks and interactions and likes. We have a fire hose of information being blasted at us day after day. It's almost impossible to know what the truth is, and on top of this, we have news, separate news stations that are covering the same story, and yet it seems as if there are two stories and not just one that's being reported on. How can we ever know the truth? It's kind of ironic, isn't it, that with all of the technology and all of the different media outlets and all of the different sources of news, it would seem like it would be easier to know and understand what the truth is. And yet more and more, we find ourselves asking that question, what is the truth? Although this problem seems like it might be amplified in our world today, right? It seems like it's been really, really bad these last three years. It's really an issue that at its core has been plaguing the world for all of history. The Apostle Paul knew that this is the way that the world has always worked. He knew that people gravitate towards the things that satisfy the itch that they have, even if it isn't the truth. And so his words to Timothy 2,000 years ago is actually words that are very important to us today as well. What are we listening to? Are we listening to the lies and the myths that the world and the devil want us to believe? Are we actively looking to satisfy the desire, the the itch of our sinful ears? Because if we look to myths and to lies for that satisfaction, if we look to them to be satisfied, we will never be sure of anything. We will never have a solid foundation to build on. But... If we look to the truth of God's word, if we are standing on the real truth found in the scriptures, if we are listening to the rock-solid, unchanging truth of God's word, then we will be satisfied, then we will be certain, and then we will have a solid foundation to build on. And so this morning, as we are thinking about what the truth is, we should reflect on that question, what are we listening to. Paul knew that 
his life was coming to a close and he, he describes his situation like this, I am being poured out like a drink offering and the time for my departure is near. When Paul was writing these words, he was under arrest for the second time in Rome and this second time was really not like the first time at all. See, see when Paul was arrested the first time, he was placed under house arrest and so he was able to, to move around freely in the home. He was able to have visitors come and go as they pleased. And yet the second time that he was under arrest, he was chained up in a cold, dark cell, and his strength began to fail. And he, he describes it like liquid being slowly poured out out of a bottle. His death was near. His strength was leaving him. He could feel it. And he wasn't afraid of dying. In fact, he was kind of looking forward to it. He was looking forward to the time where he could be reunited with his Savior, Jesus. And yet, although he was looking forward to the, that time, he knew that his death meant that he didn't have as much of an opportunity to encourage believers with the message of the gospel. He knew that it was vital to encourage the next generation of gospel preachers and the man whom he is writing to was the young pastor Timothy. The relationship between Paul and Timothy could be compared to like the relationship between Pastor Beagie and myself. It's, it's kind of like a pastor and a vicar. Timothy had spent lots of time learning what it meant to be a pastor from Paul. He learned how to teach and how to preach. He learned how to reach out to those who were desperate of that life-changing truth of the gospel. And in some of his last words to Timothy, Paul encourages him to stick to the truth of God's word, to be on the watch for those who are going to be deceiving and lying and spreading myths. And he encourages Timothy to hold on to the faith, to keep the faith for a great reward that will come. Let's first dive into the warning in, in verses 3 and 4. Paul says, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. When Paul says that a time will come, it's not like Paul is saying there's a time in the future where something is going to happen and this something has never happened before in history. No, Paul is just saying, Timothy, in your ministry, watch out for this. Because Paul knows that this is the way that the world has always worked. Throughout all of history, sinners have always turned from the truth and turned their ears towards lies and myths. And if, if we think about that for a minute, we know that it's true. I mean, what were Adam and Eve doing when they fell into sin? Well, they were listening to a false teacher, one who was proclaiming a message that they wanted to hear, a message that was contrary to the truth of God's word. Because God had commanded them, don't eat from this one specific tree, but from any of the other trees you can eat. And the false teacher devil came along and said, Did God really say that you must not eat from any of the trees of the garden? And they turned from the truth of God's word, which wanted nothing but their benefit, their good, their protection, to a lie of Satan that wanted their destruction. 
People were turning their ears from the truth to a lie even during Paul's time. Christians during Paul's ministry were being pulled away from the truth of the message that proclaims that Jesus died for the sins of the world and that is all that needs to be done for your salvation to a message that said, well, sure, that's kind of cool that Jesus died for your sins, but there's some secret extra knowledge that you need to acquire. There's a few more things that you need to do in order to make sure that you are going to heaven and in reality, you can never be sure. And that's a message that was being proclaimed around the time of Martin Luther too, wasn't it? The church was proclaiming that, that sure, Jesus died for sins, but he just died for some of the sins and you need to make sure that you pay for the rest. You need to make sure that you put a little bit more money in the plate. You need to make sure that you, you say a few extra prayers. You need to make sure that you go to worship a certain number of times and then you maybe, maybe if you're good enough, you'll get to heaven. And in our world today, we have been turned from the truth of God's word to a message that proclaims there is no truth. You are the master of your own destiny. You are in charge The fundamental truths of the world have been flipped upside down, leaving many asking the question, what is truth? We cannot be sure of anything. So that's why Paul encourages Timothy to proclaim the truth to the world when he says, preach the word. Because the world needs the truth of God's word. Words which were not his own, they weren't Paul's words, they weren't Timothy's words, but they were the very words of God. The word which is described in just a few verses earlier as God breathed from his own mouth, from his own lungs, from his own breath, God's inspired, inerrant words. That is what Timothy was to preach. Words that are powerful to teach us about who God is and who we are. Words that rebuke us when we have done something wrong. Words that correct us and train us in righteousness. Paul urges Timothy to hold on to that message, a true message that has been preserved for generation after generation and is now recorded for us in the words of the Bible. Paul tells Timothy to proclaim the truth of the Bible in both law and gospel. Law, the message that shows us our sin, shows us that we have not always kept to the truth of what God's word says, that there are times when we have strayed away. We have the truth of God's word right in front of us in the words of Scripture, and yet there are still those times where Satan and the world come whispering in our ears, trying to pull us away from the truth of the gospel message. And we hear those, those whispers in our ears, and they sound eerily similar to the whispers that Satan had for Eve in the garden. Did God really say, Did God really say that that marriage is between one man and one woman for life? Did God really say that he created men and women separately with unique talents and abilities and different bodies? Did God really say? Did he really say that he created the world in six 24-hour days? Did he really say that you must love me above all other things? The meaning and the message of each whisper might be a little bit different for each of us, and yet the goal of the whisper is the same. The devil's goal is to plant a seed of doubt in our hearts that pull us away from the truth of the message of the Bible. 
But doubts don't change facts. And the fact is, is that we are sinners. We have broken God's law, but, but remember that the law was not the only message that Paul urges Timothy to proclaim. He was also urged to preach the gospel. The gospel that shows us our Savior Jesus, the one who held perfectly to the truths of Scripture. Jesus never faltered. He never doubted his Father's plan. He held fast to his Father's will. His perfect life, obedience, and trust are a perfect example for us, but they are so much more than just an example because through them, we are given his perfect track record. Because of Jesus at the end of our lives, we can say with Paul, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. That is the truth. That is what we should be listening to. Jesus has a crown of righteousness in store for you because he fought the fight for you. He finished the race for you. He kept the faith for you. And now all of that is given to you. That is the message of the Bible. Yes, we are sinners, but yes, we have a Savior. There are no extra insights that you need to discover, no extra money you need to pay to gain forgiveness. It's not up for interpretation. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners like you and me. He came to give you a crown of righteousness. That's it. That's the gospel truth. And this amazing message has been preserved just for you. It has been passed down from Paul to Timothy through countless other Christians to reach your ears. It has been preserved so that the truth could be proclaimed to you. So that when the Lord appears again, you look forward to that day, knowing what he has in store for you. And yet, this truth has not only been preserved for you, but this truth is being preserved through you. The truth of the gospel has been preserved through you as you pass on the baton to the next generation, as you proclaim the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord to the next generation. And you members here at Victory of the Lamb have played a very amazing, a very crucial, a beautiful role in that preservation of the gospel because for 10 years you have not only supported the ministry of pastor, but you have also supported the training and the instruction of vicars like me as we learn what it means to be a pastor, as we learn what it means to preach and to teach the gospel what it means to bring that truth of God's word to a world who so desperately needs it, a world that is surrounded by lies. You have helped to equip us for service. You have helped us to be like Timothy, to preach the word, to preach the truth. And what an amazing privilege that you have had for these 10 years. What are you listening to? By God's grace, you know the truth. You know the truth of the gospel message, so hold on to it. Never let it go. Use it. Proclaim it. Because because by God's grace and by his word, you don't need to worry what happens in the news. You don't need to worry what's going to happen tomorrow because you know what your Lord has in store for you, a crown of righteousness. He has a place waiting for you. 
So fight the good fight, run the race, keep the faith. Keep listening to the truth of God's love for you. Keep listening to the truth that God loves sinners like you and me and that he has a crown waiting for you. Keep listening to the truth. Amen. We know your time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you be so kind as to click to follow our show and give us a five-star rating? That's a quick and easy way to help us get the message of truth out to more people. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.